listening to the Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. I am your host, Ben Rose. Same host that you've had since, I don't know, well, shit, it's been over two years. That's good. I'm going to keep going until they kick me off. Anyway, it is Tuesday, January 18th, which is also, I want to ask everybody here, do you know what today is? It is an actual, like, one of those dumb holidays. Tony. I don't. Don't? Ashley, do you know? No? It's National Michigan Day. Really? It is. National Michigan. That's right. Good night, folks. That's it. I'm kidding. All right. This is really cool. I don't know. I think maybe all of you are not old enough for this. But Candlebox reuniting. Uh, Apparently the original lineup... And they might be here on the show. I'll give you a minute to let that process. Yeah, they're reuniting. The original lineup is reuniting uh, for the 25th anniversary release of their self-titled... Ti- I'll talk nice one day, I promise. Self-titled debut album. Uh, singer Kevin Martin, guitarist Peter Klett, bassist Barty Martin, and drummer Scott... Cato will reunite for one night only to perform the four times platinum selling record in its entirety on July 21st at Paramount Theater in Seattle. Joining Candlebox that night will be guests, longtime uh, friends, Sweetwater and Green Apple, Quick Step. And meanwhile, the current configuration of the band began its 25 years of rock still rolling tour January 25th in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, so they'll be here, they'll be in town. And very, very likely to be here on this show. I'm waiting for that confirmation. It's exciting. If you think about it, that'll be one of the, I guess, no, that will not be the, the what's the word I'm looking for? As far as bands I've interviewed, that won't be the high, the, the higher, higher up on the food chain that I've, that, as far as I've interviewed. But it'll be fun. And I'm looking forward to it. Also, geez, I'm a little, little, uh, I'll say a little off my game. And I say that because it's, it's cold and I don't like it. Yeah. Happy Michigan Day. <laughs> there you go, Tony. I gotcha. All right. <laughs> Coming up today on today's show, Nick Pivot will be in the studio. Nick Pivot has an amazing song called "Fuck You." I'm from Detroit. Uh, should be a national anthem for, or not a national, but a, a, a Detroiters anthem. Other things coming up this this Saturday at Kelly's Barnham Tramick, the No Car Car Show. It's kind of a again a, a fuck you to the North American. Detroit Auto Show, because that's a bullshit. That's a bullshit. Although I do believe they had the car from Bullet, a Steve, awesome Steve McQueen movie there at the auto show. Oh. That was a great movie. I actually just recently watched that movie, Bullet. Yeah, Tony? Yes. With Steve McQueen? Yes, with Steve McQueen, the ultimate cool guy. You you just, man, you just, uh, you just won, won the internet today. 
Really? I'm yeah, surprised. You get, you get <laughs> 10 points, Tony. Woo. Mm-hmm. I want to thank all the little people out yeah. there for this one. Sorry, Gryffindor. No 10 points for you today. Yeah. Man, you know what? I'm speechless because that's, that's impressive. That is, one of, that is one of my favorite movies. The well, car chase. The car yeah, chase really gets me. That was and, a great you know, car chase. That is one of the longest car chases in, in, in cinematic history. I didn't know that, but it, I did. It is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's con, like, continuous. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's not like it's not a bunch of jump cuts either. Like, you know, your, your hyper edited movies today. It's your old school. Well, yeah, it is practically it's it, it's I can't remember if it's all one shot, but it, it, it it's pretty close to it. And there's no special effects. It's all Steve McQueen being a badass, which is every Steve McQueen movie. Because uh, yet again, he is, you know, quintessential cool guy, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he used to, he used to be a, a, a juvenile delinquent. He grew up in a like a an orphanage. He's just 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 a little hoodlum. Hmm. When he got older, he became famous. He started he donated a lot of money to help troubled youths and to help uh, kids that were uh, on the wrong path and orphan in a lot of orphanages and to help ed- educate these kids that were, that kind of got the, you know, short end of the stick. So while he might've been, yeah, he, he did a lot of good in his, uh, in his, that's really cool. I didn't know that. As an adult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did a lot of, he did a lot of cool stuff. He gave a lot, a lot, a lot to the, uh, back to the community. So yeah, my, a tip of the hat to, uh, Steve McQueen, who is no longer with us. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't smoke, kids. Drugs are bad. Drug, yeah, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Okay. Uh, also, coming up, this is tomorrow, the Whiskey Charmers, who have been on the show many, many times. They'll be at Gearboard Brewing. Uh, go pick up their brand new vinyl of their album, The Valley, which is amazing. I'll be playing a little bit of that later on in the show. Um, Saturday, like I said, the New Car Car Show, but also Black Jake and the Carnies will be at Otis Supply in Ferndale. What else is coming up? Jeez. Oh, that's it. I don't really care. No, I'm kidding. I do care. February 1st, too many zoos. You should look this up. These kids are playing. They do a lot of their performances like in, in like in Subway, a lot of... Um, a lot of brass. It's like they, it's, it's like their own little brass section. Yeah, it's cool. Like ska. It really is. It's it's subway ska, and I don't mean the restaurant or whatever it is. Uh, again, that week from tomorrow, Whiskey Charmers, Duende, and Nina Buffalo Riders will be in, in Hamtramck at Ghostlight. Oh, here's a band that I have I haven't heard mentioned in a while. CBJ. They'll they're going to be at um, their ska band. I I I, I I I I used to know these guys. I haven't seen them in a long time, but they'll be at the New Dodge, 
So go check these out. Uh, there's going to be there's a ton more stuff coming up, so I'll let you know a little bit later on in the show, including Joe Biden, Uncle Joe. But most importantly, Tuesday the 13th, Punchki Day, at go to Smalls for Captains Ahead. We're going to go to New Dodge, see St. Thomas Boys. Both of these bands were here on the show. Captain's Head on Tuesday, St. Thomas Boys last Thursday. So go check those out. Those are all going to be amazing events for sure. Now, Nick Pivot will be on the show in just a few minutes because I'm going to go to a break, play some music. I have some new music from Jack White, and I have a... Black Bells, and a few other surprises for you. So stick around. Don't. Don't go anywhere, right? Man. I'm blaming this on Jake. I am. I'm blaming it on Jake. What, that you're in a funk? You're out of it because of no, Jake? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm just hamming it up. I'm fine, actually. Fuck so it, Jack, this is all Jake's fault. It is. I'm just, I'm, I just know that he's in the other room, and I hope he's watching, and I just like fucking with him. Now, next Wednesday at 2 o'clock, check, tune in to New Radio Media and see the premiere episode of Jake vs. Everybody. Jake's been on the show many times. Jake likes to argue. He likes to complain. He is a grumpy curmudgeon and he's only what 23 Jake's 23 yeah 22 so if you want to see a 22 year old cranky old man you're going to tune into Jake versus everybody in the show the premise of the show is Jake argues with people and it is incredibly hilarious because he is so dead set on his views that are Clearly wrong. Anybody that loves Journey that much is wrong. True story. So tune into this show. You're gonna love it. Everybody that that has we've we've talked about this is just thinks the idea is amazing because we're actually gonna have famous people come in here and argue with this kid. And you're gonna love it. Fucking better. All right. Now we're going to go to some brand new Jack White. If you haven't heard the new uh, Connected by Love, you're going you're gonna to like it. Because it is very, it's very much um, I'm lonely, but I ain't there lonely yet. It'll, you know, White Stripes. It's very much that with a little bit of synth worked in. So if you like synth, you like White Stripes, obviously you like Jack White because you're listening to this show and it's my demographic. You're going to like this. So stick around. More C.J. Joint on New Radio Media. Woman, don't you know what I'm suffering from? My pain, make it wash out with the rain. Relieve me and put it up on your tail. Take it away 
do know me best you chose me out of all of the rest take me home with you and help me forget let's take the worst and somehow turn it into the best cause I'm
City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. Uh, I have Nick Pivot in the studio with me. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Excellent. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, you have probably one of the greatest songs about Detroit that I've ever heard. I'll start <laughs> off with that. Thank it, you. You're welcome. It is a true Detroiter's anthem. It's uh, Fuck You, I'm from Detroit. Well, i tell you how that song came about. As I was in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and... Uh, this cat was talking to me at the Continental Club, and he goes, hey, man, you ever heard Ray Wiley Hubbard's song, Screw You, I'm from Texas? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, fuck you, I'm from Detroit. <laughs> and I went back to the room, and I wrote that, and I said, you know, so what? <laughs> right, go, it's good. Are you going down to Nashville or something? They go, don't go down by Printer's Alley, man, it's kind of rough. You go, fuck you, I'm from, from Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, right? Man. You know? Yeah, you know? I mean, even though that it, like Detroit is kind of uh, get a little gentrified, I got, I got pushed out of Detroit. You know, well, downtown, and then went to the historic districts, and then, you know, out to Ferndale. But it's still, I mean, I've, I lived in some rough places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Detroit, Detroit, well, you know what, to the rest of the world, Detroit is, is, is like post-apocalyptic. So when you say, fuck you, I'm from Detroit, but, oh. Well, you know, and, and I like to tell people, you know, it's not a mean fuck you, I'm from right. Detroit. 
it's like I lived in Italy for about four years. No kidding. And you don't tell telling an Italian to have sex is not an insult. Right. <laughs> I would come to work every day and I'd look at my buddy Leo and go, Hey, fuck you and he'd go, Oh, grazie, also for you. <laughs> I've seen your wife, she's very pretty. I hope you have some sex. So, so every day we just say, Hey, fuck you, he go, Grazie me, Leo. <laughs> You know that. That's why at the end of the song, it, you know, yeah. the words are like, you know, we want you to join us here. So pull up a chair. We'll buy you a beer. Fuck you. Right We're from Detroit. That's you know? right. Yeah, and you know, Detroiters do have this. Wear this badge of honor. This, this, they have this pride, and that's that's a that's a good thing. Well, you know, when you've almost been killed a few times, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you get a little rough. You know, it's it's. You know, I know where not to go anymore. You know? Right. I almost been killed a couple of times in in Detroit, and. Uh, I don't want that to ever happen again. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> How I uh, people would say, "Well, aren't you afraid of getting mugged or shot?" Well, the only time anyone ever tried to mug me in Detroit, it was a deaf guy, and he handed me a piece of paper, you know, saying, "I'm deaf. Give me your money." I'm like, "Well, okay. Thank you for 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 prefacing that you're deaf." And I I, I couldn't. I laughed. I felt and, and like in retrospect, I feel I'm like I laughed at a deaf hear guy. You laugh. But he could, he couldn't, and he got mad, and he didn't have any a gun or anything. He tried to take his shoe off. I'm assuming to smack me with, and I was like, "Fuck out of here!" <laughs> and I walked away. You know, it, it's it, 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 there's a lot of weird stuff. You see funny stuff like that, but that's the only time that I've ever. Had an issue in Detroit was well a, a deaf guy. <laughs> well, I tell you, when I was young, too young to buy booze, you could buy beer at a place on Forest and Townsend, and we knew about it. Okay, and we went down there, and we had a '52 Chevy panel truck, and oh. we went down there. We went in, and we got a case of beer, yeah. set it on the counter, and the guy said, "How too young are you?" And went, <laughs> a couple years. He goes, "Okay, give me the money." Yeah. He goes, "You need to get out of here, man." Yeah. And he carried the beer to the truck. For us, nice, and put right. it in and said, "Go." Right, and we took off. And my friend said, "We gotta tell our buddy that we're coming with the beer." Yeah, let's stop at this payphone. I go, "Not that doesn't seem like a good idea." He goes, "No, no, 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 no." So we get out of the truck and we start walking, and two guys come walking towards us, and one guy pulls a claw hammer out of his yeah. coat and he goes to hit me with a claw hammer. Yeah, and I use my best defense. Yeah. I scream like a woman yeah. and run like hell. <laughs> And I slipped and fell in the street, and I cut my knee open. Yeah. I broke my glasses, and I ran. My buddy was six foot six. Yeah, he ran the other way. Ah. I'm running, and then I'm, I'm I'm walking back. I'm going, I don't know what to do, man. And his brother walks up to me, and he's just stoned out of his mind. Yeah. His eyes are red. He goes, "What you doing, man?" I go, "Man, I just got you know, robbed. You know, yeah. got to get back to my truck." He goes, well, "Just walk with me, man." And his other my buddy comes up now. You know, now he's back. And he goes, hey, Nick. I go, yeah. He goes, are y'all coming to the family reunion this weekend? Mm. Just say yes. I go, yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Family reunion. (laughs) And then I look inside the truck, and there's heads bobbing around inside. They're in the truck. Yeah. So I can't stay out of the truck, and I can't go in the truck. Right. Then they left. They stole the beer. They stole all the tapes, everything of value. And then the police pulled up. Oh, yeah. And said, what's going on? We told him. And the, the guy that was walking with me went, me too. We all got mugged. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did I don't know about him. But, you know, I'm like an idiot. When I had hair, I had a ton of it, you know. Right, yeah. Beard, and I got a leather jacket on and a Mickey Mouse shirt. Yeah. And I got to go to the precinct. The yeah. The cops go, we'll get him. Go to the precinct. So I went to the precinct, and they frisked me. 
yeah. before I could get in the door. Right. And then they accused us of going to dope houses. Right. And it was just like, you know, I don't know. There's the bad guys and the good guys, and yeah. I don't like messing with either of them. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I hear you. I, I mean, I've had my own run-ins with the police, and um, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'll be honest. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've come across some, some, some bad, bad people, but the only time that I've ever had uh, had the issue was the deaf guy. I mean, when I used to I used to work for a property management company, I would show rental properties in Detroit. I've been in some houses and where I, I you know, you ever get that feeling? I got, I have to go. You know, it's like, yeah, something's like, yeah, I got to go. There's been, I know that I've been in some houses where somebody was squatting. Yeah. And as, you know. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that. Yeah. It's, you know, I, back when Bookie's Club was cooking on uh, on Six Mile. Yeah. Back then, uh, we were inside and uh, I was in Bootsy X and the Love Masters then. No kidding. And uh, I was hanging with Bootsy and his girlfriend, Sophie. And uh, Sophie said, I, I want to go to my car. And I said, well, you know what? Let me let me walk you outside to your car. And we start walking to her car, and this two guys walk up. And one of them says, uh, you got a cigarette? And I go, I don't smoke. And she goes, I might have one. And she opens her purse up. And I go, oh, my God, no. Right then, somebody put me in a in a chokehold from behind. And they, they got her purse, and they had her in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. And I went to pull away, and he punched me and knocked me on the ground yeah. and I scooted across the sidewalk yeah. to the door and I called the bouncer. I go, Mark, yeah. we're getting mugged outside. He goes, I don't get paid to work outside. Right. I go, come on, man. Right, yeah. And he came out with a baseball bat and they had the inside of the purse and they were throwing everything yeah. all over the place and they ended up hitting some girl over the head with a table leg later yeah. and they caught him. We identified him in court. The guy yeah. got 15 years. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Where, where in Six Mile was that? Uh, like near, uh, just west of Livernoy. See, I looked called at Six in Livernoy. Frank Gagans. It's okay. it's right near, uh, what's the popular gay bar? Menjo's. It's just east of Menjo's. Okay. And it was a failed, a failing gay bar. Yeah. And Vince Bannon and Scott Campbell yeah. uh, brought punk rock acts in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And okay. it was nice because the, 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 the Namby Pamby suburbanites yeah. were scared to death to go there. Right. It's like, oh no, there's queers. Yeah. I'm not going. He go, don't go. Yeah. It's okay. It's go fine. away. Yeah. Go away. And they had the coolest people in the world. And yeah. Iggy did a bunch of nights yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Devo used to play there. Yeah. They would often just sit in the crowd, you know. And yeah. Uh, a band called Fast. My buddy's band, Cold Cock, was yeah. real popular there. Yeah. Uh, that was. I I remember times going there four nights a week. Yeah. It was so much fun, you know? Yeah. And it was lawless. I'm yeah. sure they paid off the cops. Oh, because yeah. Because it was just lawless. That everybody used everybody used the girls' bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody used the bathroom. You, you go in, there's people just blatantly using drugs everywhere. Yeah. And it was just, what the hell, you know? And yeah. It was it was just a it's wild, a time. wild time. Yeah. Then after a while, the bad guys started coming. Oh, yeah. It's and they want to start fights. Yeah. You know, the, what used to be greasers. I don't know what these guys are called now. Yeah. But they just come in and they ruin the scene. And they really moved to Todd's and to uh, Lily's in Hamtramck. Oh, Lily's in Hamtramck, which is now the Painted Lady, right? Painted Lady, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which has the oddest shaped stage I've ever seen. <laughs> it just got the little, like, a little cubby. But yeah, six and Liv- I lived at six in Livernois uh, up until uh, just a couple years ago, really. 
Yeah. Well, do you know a bar on Woodward used to be called AFB? Stood for another fucking bar. It's, I was on Cass. No, no, it's a little gray bar right on yeah. Woodward. Oh, yeah. By Six Mile, north of Six Mile. Okay. There, because there, there, there was one on Cat and on, on Cass that was called AFB. Was the Twenty Five Hundred Club? But I think I know what you're talking about. That bar. Yeah. Used to belong to Dan Gilbert's dad. No kidding. Yeah. That was uh, Jack Gilbert's place. Really? Yep. Uh, that's what I'm told. Right. It's all closed up now. So. Yeah. I actually thought about getting in touch with Dan, saying, why don't you let me open your dad's bar again, yeah. man? It's, we'll call it Jack's Joint or something. Yeah, you know? and it's, right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dicey neighborhood, you know? Oh, yeah. Six and, six and Woodward? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Six and, six and Livernois is not so bad now. Uh, the You know, you have that, that Seven and Livernois, that, what they call it, Avenue of Fashion or whatever. And I didn't live in a bad neighborhood. In fact, I lived in quite a nice neighborhood over there by U of D Mercy. Some beautiful houses. Around oh, there. absolutely. Absolutely. And I never once had a problem walking around at night. Of course, I have a Doberman, so, you know, <laughs> which apparently isn't very popular, you know, in, in, uh, in Detroit. Uh, but when the moment I moved in, everybody was well. I was the only white guy in the neighborhood, and they all welcomed me. Excellent. Uh, yeah, everybody. They had uh, each block. They had like the neighborhood watch. They had a block captain. She immediately came out and said, "If you need someone to, walk, to, to mow your lawn, we have a guy that'll do it. And it costs this. This, this is the this is the the, the weekly rate. Uh, you know, it just it just like if you need this, this or this, you let us know. But don't you leave your garbage cans past you know past the day of pickup. You know. You know I. I, I it really doesn't – color doesn't really matter. Right. There's one rule, and that's don't be an idiot. Right. And if you're not an idiot – You're fine. No one's going to – with you. Right. If, especially you act like you belong there. Like if you – if you treat people around, with respect. Yeah. Yeah. You act like you, you belong there and, you, and you're respectful of everybody. You know, it's fine. You're fine for, for the most part. I mean, sure, there are exceptions because there's always going to be some asshole. Well, there's always going to be poor people. Right. And when poor people – don't have anything. They take things. You get desperate, Especially yeah. When I did advertising, I did a lot of TV and radio advertising mm -hmm. uh, for years. And we basically on television, we convince people mm -hmm. that you're not a real person if you don't have a Mercedes or right. a Cadillac or, or whatever. All right. High-end shit. you got to have it. Right. And if you don't give someone a job and let them afford to buy it, they're going to take it. Because they they are convinced that you're not they're not a real person unless they have it. In the '60s and '70s, when everybody's working in the car factories, mm -hmm. they didn't need to steal your TV set. Mm. They had their own darn TV set, right. you know, and probably a better one because they're making good money. Right, working every day. There's no time for that. That's right. Oh. And you know it, it. It's thing things have gotten, or well, they continue to get pretty rough. Um, where the economy is bullshit. Jobs are, you know, like right now, sure, there are, there, are, there are these jobs opening in Detroit, but they want people with degrees, you know, technical stuff. People are getting pushed out. There's nothing for the average guy to get. And it's been like that for a while. I and mean, that's where Detroit, a lot of the problems in Detroit stem from. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it is it's exactly that. Is is when people are poor and they're told they need to have this. And it's they all economics, and they can't get a job because you know, uh, oh, you know. All right, one of the one of the best examples of that, and because that that I've I've personally seen is you know you have this. All right, 
let me preface this. You have people that are who are poor and don't and don't and they don't have and, and they don't have an education are will sometimes come down on people that have an education. They'll make fun of it of, of people that want to do things that are, you know, like like um, I was at I was at a Meyer. And I, walk, and I was walking down down the aisle, and, and there was I walked past the, one of the toy aisles, and there was like educational toys. And this little kid got excited about this uh, this stuff, this uh, about astronomy. And his older brother just started making fun of him for it, you know. And and, and, and you can and you can tell that the, what neighborhood they were from, and because this is the one over at Eaton Woodward, I'm not I'm not trying to say certain things, but and. It's like I felt. It's like, well, that, that's 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 what is going on. If you're if you're discouraging this kid from wanting to to get into something educational, you're just creating more. I mean, he's not going to want to better himself, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's another, you know, like because you know why why educate yourself when you can have something fancy, or you know. I don't know. Educating is education is fun. When I went yeah. to college, yeah, I, I had a ball. Me too. You know, I got to stay home. Live with my parents because I didn't have any money. I went ah, to Wayne State, <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and nobody in my family ever went to college. Yeah, you know, and I went. I thought if you just went to college, you'd get a great paying job. No, and then I got into my junior year, and I went, what am I going to do with the English degree? <laughs> did, did you fin- did you finish with the English degree? Yeah, and they said, well, you could come back and get a master's and teach junior college. And I'm thinking, really? And Make thirty grand a year? No. So I I doubled up and uh, got another degree in journalism. Oh yeah. And I switched into journalism, and I ended up writing for magazines and newspapers. Right. And then when I had a family and needed money, mm-hmm. I switched over to advertising and did uh, TV and radio advertising. Oh, excellent! That was a lot of fun. Advertising was a ball back then. Oh, really I bet. Fun. Yeah. You know, we have some people here that have been in advertising and radio for a long time, like uh, Buzz Van Houten. I don't know if you know the name. Uh, he, you, you guys don't. Yeah, you don't know what com- the, com- the commercials he still does voiceovers for. Um, Didn't he do a Ford one? Yes, it was Ford. That was most recently. Recently, yeah. yeah. He has a really identifiable voice. Uh, it, Those are the gigs. Yeah, Ford. That's yeah. a good gig. That's, yeah, that's you get a, good a car. Gig. Yeah, you you know, and if it goes into rotation, and, and yeah, you, you can keep making a lot of money off that stuff for sure. Yeah, and that's um, man. Hey, if anyone from Ford's listening, I'll do it. I'll do a commercial. <laughs> that's not how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to actually take a quick break, um, okay. and I I think uh, do some Dale Watson might be a good way good way to start off. Yeah, um, let me, let me see. I have a, where the hell is all my Dale Watson? All right. Heaven's Gotta Have a Honky Tonk is a good one, I think. That's a good it one. It is a really good one. So we'll start with that and follow that up with some, maybe some Wayne Hancock. Well, Love Wayne Hancock. I, I opened for Wayne at, yeah. uh, at Callahan's, uh, one year. Yes, yes, you did. I know I, Wayne fairly well. He's, he's I know a lot of stories about Wayne. I, I met some p- people that were his roommates. And oh yeah, yeah. Wayne is a wild one. Oh, you know, he, uh, he's he's friends with my uh, with my cousin Jason, who owns uh, the Berkeley Chop Shop. Are yeah, you familiar with that? Yeah. And uh, Jason was showing me this video that he took of Wayne getting tattooed. He took Wayne to get tattooed one time when you were playing here. I think it was that he had played the Berkeley Front that night. And it it 
It was funny. He's cringing and he's getting tattooed right on his chest. <laughs> he's just looking at his, cause he's a little guy and just got this look of just like he, he, he didn't want to chicken out, you know. Well, you know, he doesn't drink anymore. He, he was not allowed to drink. Yeah. Uh, he, he had, he was quite an enthusiast. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I know. The last time I saw him, he had to take a break in the middle of a set and he pulled out this little kit and I'm thinking, I know you don't drink. I think it was a bud diabetes. Yeah. No. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> He's a bud tender. Oh no 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 no! It looked like the, the, the pack that he pulled out looked like uh, it, it, it was like that. That's really what I thought. I was like, is that a? Are you going to go test your blood sugar? And I'm thinking, no, no, that's not exactly what you're doing. You had to take a break halfway through your show to go get high. Yeah, when I left the, the yeah. place that night, he was sitting at the uh, sitting at the bar, yeah. and he had, he was vaping, and he hit this vape, and he's oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was like a little vape thing. Yeah, okay, he was vaping. Because it, it looked the way from what I could see, and that's why I thought maybe he's you know like you know, what the hell are you testing your blood sugar in the middle of a show? The amount of diet coke you're drinking, <laughs> shit. Uh, anyway, I'm like. Yeah, that was what, uh, October 4th at the Loving Touch? No, this was at Callahan's. Oh, no, most recently I did see he played. Him. Yeah. I did see yeah, him at I, Loving uh, Touch. Yeah. Because yeah. he was a nice guy. He's hanging out out yeah. front, just hanging out, yeah. talking to everybody. And... Yeah, yeah. That's that's the show I'm talking about where he stopped in the little show to go oh. with the little case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. Made me, that, that's what made me think. It's like, is that, are you testing your sugar or something? <laughs> I don't know. Hey. It happens. I, and the person who was his roommate said, uh, so it's secondhand, so Wayne, don't sue me, said Wayne she came home and Wayne was on the couch crying. And she said, what's wrong? He goes, I had all these teeth pulled, man. I, I, it hurt so bad. She goes, well, why don't you take a, a pain pill? Did you get pain pills? He goes, yeah, they're Vic- Vicodin's right yeah. there. And she goes, well, how many did you take? He goes, I took two. She counted, no, he took like eight. <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Thunderstorms and neon signs. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's a good one. Let's go with that one. Uh, always a big fan of Wayne. He's, uh, he's an entertainer. I saw him play with Dale Watson, and his voice was shot. He just kept going. It's like, what are you doing? You're going to really do some damage. And he, he's a, he's a professional. You yeah. know, he nothing's going to stop him. And I've seen I've seen him play where they the sound guy has like, okay, okay, it's done. You got you know you've been playing forever. Uh, and he just he he gives the he gives his audience what they want. And he's just a great entertainer. And yeah, he's a good entertainer. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. funny. And I, I like how he doesn't prearrange a lot of this, a lot of stuff. He just calls it out as you know, hey, you know, hey, it's your turn. Go ahead. He's got that rhythm strum, man. It's like a yeah, a motorized windshield wiper or something, man. It's like, and guys like Tim Duvalier who yeah. plays guitar for with me an yeah. awful lot uh, said, "No, Wayne is the best rhythm guitar player in the world." Oh, I believe it. He goes, "That's." He keeps perfect rhythm. Oh, absolutely. Like like a train. Wayne the train. Yep. Yeah. Wayne the train. <laughs> can you imagine the calluses he has on his hands? Because he doesn't use picks, does right. he? just uses his hands. Oh, it's oh my God. I can only imagine how much that that would hurt. I couldn't do it. I start playing his songs on Dobro lately because uh I've had two surgeries on this hand. Yeah. And and 
it's it's not back completely. Right. But I can, I can dobro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. In fact, the doctor the doctor said you don't take that cast off that hand, and I go okay, and uh, <laughs> I came in and there was a piece of Velcro tape on the cast, and he said, uh, "What is that?" I go, "Well." You told me I can't take the cast off to play guitar, so I velcroed the dobro bar to my cast. <laughs> and I said, I don't care. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Just don't take the cast off. You know? Oh. But it's 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 still not perfect, you know. It's 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 still messed up. And they cut your hand open a few times. It's... Yeah. Well, I I burned my hand in a fire, and they told me that I would never play again. You know, my my left hand's all scarred up. They said you'll never have that range of motion, and I said, fuck you. And I did, and I used it as physical therapy, and I wouldn't stop. I mean, it didn't, how much it hurt. And it, and it, they said that it made the scar worse, which most people don't notice. I don't know if you can see that. Okay. Yeah, you see it? Yeah, I'm like, it's, I don't care. You know, tell me I can't play again. Well, that's why I asked the doctor. I go, after this last surgery, I go, will I be able to play guitar? He goes, yeah. I go, good, because I never could before. <laughs> this is going to be great, you know. Let's go to Guitar Center, man. Yeah. Let's get one. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like Jane Reinhardt. Only, he was only able to play with two fingers. Two fingers. Yeah. And then what? Um, Tony, I only have Black Sabbath. We were missing tips of two of his fingers. So, you know, he had to put little extensions on. But anyway, man, weren't we supposed to take a break? Um <laughs> <laughs> so how about uh yeah do dale watson wayne hancock and then some brand new kenny kens yeah all right all right so stick around with we'll be back in just a minute or two well actually probably a little bit more than that with more nick pivot right here on the morse juke joint on new radio media i in a year of Mondays, but it ain't because I don't believe in Jesus. You know, I have to give him credit for the way I make my living. I'm doing what I'm doing for a reason. I read in the good book, heaven is a place where the only thing we'll have is all we'll want. Now he said it, so it's true. And I got news for you Heaven's gonna have a honky-tonk We'll walk through the swinging gates And across the hardwood floor Where the band of angels sing a country song Celestial theory, sir You get high just on the word Heaven's gonna have a honky-tonk Here, I believe what I believe, and that ain't wrong. You know, Jesus likes his wine, and I damn sure like mine. So, heaven's gonna have a honky tonk. We'll walk through the swinging gates and across the hardwood floor where a band of angels. 
Listen to the Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. It's funny that you say Red Solo Cup, because that was Kenny Ken's, and that is a trigger word for Kenny, because he, whenever that song comes up, he just goes ape shit. He is so <laughs> mad. Fucking Toby, Keith, you know, it just, it happens. You know. Uh, I, I used to get mad yeah. at Young Country, but you know, it's music. Yeah. And people like it. Yeah. So let them like it. 
Right. It's, I like the older stuff, the more traditional stuff, here, yeah. alt stuff. But I'm not going to insult somebody's music. Somebody wants to go to a club and listen to that stuff. God bless them. Have a good night, you know. Right. Drive hey. safe and don't beat anybody up. Right. Now, a lot of a lot of that stuff because you know they market the, uh, in radio. They call it hot country. They market that the same as they do urban music. It's it's all it's the same. So, uh, it's essentially. Well, it is pop music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people seem to forget that the Beatles were a pop band. You know, like you know and. People love the Beatles. People, no one's talking shit about all oh, the beat that bubble gum. They were a boy band, you know. It's sorry. You're a really good one, though. Yeah, they were a really good band. <laughs> you can send all your hate mail to to b r o s e at newradiomedia dot com, <laughs> or you can call in at eight four four nine 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 two four nine. That's eight four four nine 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 two four nine, and tell me how fucking wrong I am. You're not going to change my mind, but if you want you want to complain, you can. But we are here with Nick Pivot, and you're going to play some songs in just a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right, right on. Now, when did you pick the guitar up? When did you start playing? Uh, you know, when I was a little kid, I saw a guitar at somebody's house. Yeah. And I wanted one really bad. I was probably in the seventh grade. Yeah. And my parents would not buy me a guitar. One night I cried so hard I wanted a guitar, I puked. And my parents were at the movies, and my brother called them at the movies and said, uh, little Nicky puked. Mm-hmm. you got to come home. And they said, well, why? And they go, because he wants a guitar. Mm-hmm. He's crying. And they said, well, tell him there's one more movie we want to watch, and then we'll be home. Yeah. We don't care if he just wants a guitar. So for Christmas, they bought me an accordion. <laughs> and I played the accordion for about four years. And then I got a guitar, uh, and, you know, and then I had a, a bunch of junky ones. Yeah. I apparently had four silver tone guitars from Sears, and one day I said, I gave them away to people. Do you know how much those are worth now? Uh, probably more than I paid. <laughs> you know what? I, mean, I bet you Jack White owns them all right now. Maybe. Because he keeps buying them up. That and Airline. Is he? Oh, yeah. He loves those cheap pieces of shit. That, well, now, now he's doing Gretsch, but when he's doing the White Stripes, it was all Airlines and Silver Tones. He's well, buying yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The price is just what was probably worth. Um, I don't know how much those those, those silver tones were going for originally. Twenty eight bucks. Twenty eight bucks. Well, bucks, a twenty eight dollar guitar like that would probably be what, like two to three hundred dollars now. Probably. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as far as inflation, now because he was buying them all up, they jumped to like thousand, fifteen hundred dollars. Well, I had a, a Harmony Meteor I bought at a guitar oh, show. wow. And it was, like, brand new. Some yeah. old farmer guy had it, and it had all the hang tags, yeah. everything in there. And he, I tried to buy it one year from him. He wanted $400 for it, and I, I, I wouldn't go. And the next year I went back to the show, and he was there again. He still had it. Yeah. I go, he wanted too much. I'll <laughs> give you 400 bucks for it. And he went, I want five. I went, what the? You wanted four last year. He goes, it's five now. And I go, well, will you take a check? He went, nope. <laughs> it was cash. And Tino Gross uh, from the Diablos was yeah. looking at the guitar. Yeah. He goes, that gentleman there has cash. Go, okay. And I'm looking at something, and I see Tino's heading out the door. I go, hey, hey your cash is walking out the door, man. <laughs> so I bought the guitar from him. I kept it. It was really nice. Yeah. And my buddy Stuart Simon did a little work on it. Yeah. And... Uh, it was a very nice guitar. It was way too easy to play. 
if I played that guitar and then played another one, it, it, and it just wasn't the greatest guitar. It was cool. It was mm -hmm. hip looking. Yeah. It, it just wasn't as good as some of my other guitars. Yeah. So I, I put it up for uh, fifteen hundred bucks because I saw I was looking at them online mm -hmm. and the highest price one was fifteen hundred. Yeah. It sold in a week. Yeah. For fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, but they got that guy. Whoever bought it got the hang tags, the original price things. All yeah. that stuff was there, you know. Well, yeah. So to a collector, that's a thing. Now, I uh, my my primary guitar is a, a Dean, briefly made hollow bodies, and their version of uh, the, the the Gretsch six sixty one twenty is uh the they call it that uh, the, what they call it the psycho the Dean psychobilly. They were trying really trying to capture her, you know, to um cash in on that and they got Alan Wilson from the the Sharks one of the late 70s or, or you know neo rockabilly psychobilly bands and he he's mainly a strat guy but he's like okay I'll endorse it and the one the, out of all the weird um finishes they had one looked like a text cap that's what I have right then Fender saw that they didn't get the that there's a Bigsby on there without the and they didn't get the licensing they just copied it like oh no Dean you got to they pulled it Really? Yeah, so there's a very limited amount of those floating around, and I, I happen to have, have one of them. It is not an easy guitar to play. but So when I go to play something else, it's like, oh. You know, like, you know, when you go from, a, from an acoustic to an electric, thing, you know, if, if, if all of you have been playing is acoustic, mm -hmm. those electric strings, it's like nothing. It's like nothing. Right. So I have this electric guitar that I had, I had to replace the tuners on it. I put locking tuners, and I put a, a nice roller bridge on there. And uh, I replaced one of the pickups uh, to uh, like a, a GFS. It's like a, they make like the, 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 these the discount like they're like knockoff pickups. But so I got their version of TV Jones and put in there, and it, it sounds great. But I, I'll I'll probably upgrade it a little bit. I've got about fifteen now. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen. I used to have twenty guitars, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But then you just start to go. Okay, I don't play that one anymore. Yeah. I don't play that one anymore. So maybe it's time yeah. to clear some out and get something else. Yeah, <laughs> I sold. I sold a couple of my uh, the, the two last Pauls that I owned. I sold them and I regret them. I regret selling. The first one I had was an emerald green Les Paul standard, which you're not going to see that. It was like the translucent green. It was. It was beautiful. I sold that because you know I should be getting married is a dumb idea. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then uh, I ended up buying with a Voodoo Les Paul. If you remember that model, it was like a matte black with the red rubbed into the wood grain. It was made out of swamp ash. It had uh, a skull on the fifth fret, and uh, the pickups. Uh, it was really great for like dirty blues. That was like ideal. You know, the and I sold that to a to a guy for about two two hundred dollars less than I paid for it, and he he wanted pictures of every possible angle and everything details of it. And I sold it, and, and, and it's, it's, I ended up like sending him like thirty five different pictures. Oh my God. And I told him there was a chip for my belt buckle. I said this this wasn't just like something I had left sitting around. I said I played this guitar. This is not you know. This you know, just sits there. I pick it up occasionally. I played it all the time. I played it every single day. You know, it it is a musician's tool. And he got mad at me because there was that I said I misrepresented it, and I was like, man, 
fuck, I wish I never sold that thing now because I, I missed that guitar. But whatever. So he kept it. Oh, he kept it. But he bitched about it. Yeah. I mean, it's like he still paid me $1,000. You know? Dick. You know, um, I, my buddy, Don Gillespie, who yeah. played bass in the Love Masters, and, yeah. and I've known him for years, Robert Gillespie's brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he... Uh, he was selling a guitar for me because he's, he's very good at doing it. He was selling it online. Yeah. And he put this goofy thing on it and said, this guitar is not the same as, it, I forget what, it, it was like a uh, uh, Fiesta Red Strat. Mm-hmm. And he goes, this is not the guitar that Eric Cap." Eric Clapton played at blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He goes, actually, this guitar was played by Shoeless Nick Pivot mm-hmm. at the grand reopening of the Dollar General in Roseville, Michigan. <laughs> I know that Dollar General. <laughs> Not the grand opening, but the grand reopening, reopening yes. of the Dollar General. Yeah. Shoeless Nick Pivot. Oh, nice. <laughs> now, I um, have you heard of this new company? It's called Hard Luck Kings Guitar. They, nope. they're, they're based on California. They're made in America, but they only make 30 of each model a year. And then that's it. And they're numbered. But their prices are amazing. In fact, I have this should, is on the, on the way. I just 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 acquired that today for next to nothing. Wow! It's a Seafoam Green Telecaster. Yeah. So the headstock's kind of like a G and L or something. It's a, yeah. Oh, and then that that was then that was that. I don't know if it switched the other picture, but that was lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I had a couple. I stuck a couple guitars together recently. Yeah, and and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, beat the bodies and necks from MJT. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the pickups from Lawler. And uh, if I I wanted to make this uh, Telly Thin Line. Yeah. And I wanted to be pink, and uh, shell pink. I, mean, I love you know, that color. You got to have nuts to to wear a pink guitar. Oh yeah. And and they painted it perfect. And when I went to, I was in Austin and Red Volkert was playing. Yeah. And Red came down and I said, hey, Red, what do you think of this idea? I got these uh, uh, antiquity humbuckers at home sitting in a drawer. What if I put those in a telly thin line? And he said, oh, yeah, eh? That'd be, <laughs> that'd be like uh, a 335 without the darkness. <laughs> I go, oh, okay. So I ordered the body. They reliced it beautifully. Yeah. The neck really nice v-shaped neck everything's ready and i tell the guy at mgt i go yeah and i've got these humbuckers i'm going to put in there. Yeah. Goes, what kind i tell him he goes well no you can't put those in there the string spacing's all wrong so i go oh no now what so i, I look for the fender wide range humbuckers mm-hmm. and the original ones weren't that great right and the new ones are worse because they 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 can't get the russian magnets that they used to use in in the old ones mm-hmm. only lawler makes them right they're 200 bucks a piece oh shit so, yeah. yeah by the time i finished the guitar it was very expensive oh i bet very but, expensive but did you get exactly what you wanted yeah well there you go yeah, yeah. but then i built another one yeah uh uh, uh sherwood green metallic oh that's uh, a nice color too telly thin line yeah and but with single coils this time i really like single coils better and yeah. i'm not a great electric guitar player i'm right. not a great guitar player anyway but electric is not really my thing, but right. I like to have them. Right. And this one has just worked out perfect. The right. Lawler 
Lawler single coils. Yeah. Everything on it is nice. The inside, the electronics are all RS Guitar Works. The bridge and stuff is uh, Callaham. Yeah. So I just figured if I'm going to do it, I'm going to use all the best shit I can find. Right. And uh, it's a phenomenal guitar. You know, the pickups I really like are the old D. Armand, like the Dynasonic uh, pickups. They're like like um, they're kind of like a P90, but they're they're just just a little bit different. They're kind of uh, uh, the gold foil ones. Well, the gold foil ones are cool too. Yeah. That GFS are making gold foil now. They're they're, they're the, the which are really like the, the 60s, 70s Japanese style guitars. Yeah. Yeah, those. I, I bought a uh, a Paul Beard uh, Copper Mountain Dobro guitar. Okay, uh, square neck, and it has a Jerry Douglas Nashville pickup in the bridge. Yeah, it made by Fishman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in the neck is a uh, uh, a Lawler gold foil. Right. And that that guitar just sounds amazing. I and bet. And there's a pedal you get with it. The Jerry Douglas Aura pedal. Yeah. Has 16 different settings for modeling. Yeah. Because Jerry Douglas said, you know, you can't. It's so hard to mic a Dobro guitar. Yeah. They're made to be loud, so you, you get feedback. Yeah. And the only way you can do it is with modeling. Yeah. And so this thing has 16 different microphone sounds. Okay. It'll be like a, a, a Neumann U87, yeah. 12 inches away. 18 inches away, right? and then it'll go to a Sennheiser 12 inches away, and there's 16 different settings, so you can get just the sound you want. Really? It's an amazing guitar. That it's, is really cool. It's got a, a, a composite sides and back, and a maple neck, and a, a, I believe it's a birch top. But it, 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 it's, it's the cones on Paul Beard's guitars. I, I have one of his gold tone okay. Elbros, too. And it sits about four feet from my bed. Mm-hmm. And if I cough, it echoes in the guitar. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that... that, that Dobro's a rough thing to learn when people are in the house with you, you know? Yeah. Because I, I play it pretty good now, but starting off, it's like... I remember starting to play, and my ex-wife was pregnant at the time. Yeah. And she went walking by the room, and I had it on my lap, and I played it, and she just went... Oh, it's like learning the violin. You you found a new way to do it, right? Yeah, like the violin, or uh, I remember I wanted a saxophone once. Yeah, and Don Jones, who's the best sax player in Detroit, he, I said, I don't know, my my fingers are kind of short. And he goes, them are bird hands, man, bird fingers. He goes, you get an alto, yeah. great. I came home and told my roommate at the time, I go, I, I'm getting an alto <coughs> sax, man. He goes, Oh, you really? Yeah. I go, Who's going to teach you? I go, Don. He goes, where are you going to practice? I go, right here. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> I don't want to listen to somebody almost play the saxophone. Oh, yeah. So I never got it. Yeah, I, I had a violin for a while, and uh, I taught myself a, a little bit. Uh, and, uh, again, it's one of those things that I, I, had a, I had a part with it, and I regret parting with it. But it, it it's was tough. It is. Parting with the instrument is tough. Parting with a... Uh, There's no frets. Oh yeah, you gotta be right oh, on yeah. the sweet note. Well, you, you know, I uh, I have an electric upright too. You know, and that's that, that's that's a that was interesting transitioning from playing an electric bass to playing a, like just an upright without the frets. But then electric, but having the electric uh, upright, I can just plug the headphones in the back. And, and, and if I if I'm awful, nobody knows. <laughs> but and it fits nicely into my closet. Anyway, uh, you brought your guitar and you're going to play a song? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, um, um, let's, you know what, let's 
let me put on a put on a song that way we can get you all get you all mic'd up and everything, and then uh, we'll be back in just like three four minutes. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me see. I see. I I I didn't pick up my songs ahead of time today. I was I was too busy doing other shit. Uh, but that's that's a story for another day. I like. We're not on right now, are we? No, we are. We yeah, we oh, are. Okay. We'll be back. Uh, right. let's go to. Uh, have you heard Cash O'Reilly's new solo stuff? I haven't. Oh, it's good. I mean, I saw him at uh, the Loving Touch. Yeah. When he opened for uh, he opened for Wayne Hancock. Yeah, that's a yeah the solo. Just and Robert Lewis. Uh, yeah, Robert Lewis is one hell of a songwriter. Wasn't that good? Yeah. I, I had never seen him, and I just sat there and went, you know what? I, I'm pretty cynical. A lot of yeah. times I go see things. And go, I I don't want to watch this. Yeah. You know? He was really good, and the songs were well written. Robert Lewis is probably one of the best singer songwriters uh, in Metro Detroit, and, and, and that's my, in my opinion. That and he gets so little like um, attention. You know, I mean, this guy's writing songs like almost daily. Well, it's getting tough when when to do the kind of country we like mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of places to play right in detroit right and you know people say well why don't you go to austin you go you know what you never get a gig in austin right the best people in the world are there so you try to do it here but you know you you, you play three or four songs and then they go can you do that uh that eric church song can you do what about that and they start naming and you go no and then they start getting mad you, go, and you oh, can't play other people's songs can't play the young country stuff that they really want to hear, you know, and, right. and I guess there's just not enough of us yeah. to to play you know, this stuff everywhere. There's enough of us in the cities that you don't think would would have it, though. It, it's like you're, you'll see some of that stuff out on the, on the West Coast, surprisingly. Uh, you know, there's, like, I, I know there's a few bands playing out in, like, the San Francisco area. And then if you go farther north, you know, you get Portland and then Seattle. Uh, there are bands like, um, like Minneapolis will always have stuff. Madison, Wisconsin, surprisingly. But that's a college town, so there's yeah, always going to be stuff. pretty hip city. Yeah. A lot of great bands came out of Madison. Uh, anyway, let's go to uh, – I'm going to play a, a track off Cash O'Reilly's new solo album. It's called Tennessee Naughty Water. And you can tell what influenced him on this song. Uh, I don't think I even had to say it, but I think it's obvious. All right, but here's <laughs> here's Cass O'Reilly. Uh, we'll be back in, right after this. And Nick, you're gonna play some songs, right? Right. All right. All right. So stick around. Mercy Drew Joint on New Radio Media.
town I've left behind I've never dreamed I'd be here again But tonight it feels alright So far
the Motor City Juke Giant on New Radio Media. I am your host, Ben Rose. And in the studio here with me is Mr. Nick Pivot and this gorgeous Martin with his name right on it, just like Merle, <laughs> in Mother of Pearl. See? You like that? <laughs> I ain't no Merle, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no one is. No one is. But his kids are talented, though. Have you heard them play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, 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 you'd I hope. I see him with Willie at yes. at the Fox, and uh, he played a great set, and then the lights went down, and they put Trigger in a mm-hmm. guitar stand in the middle of the stage, Willie's mm-hmm. guitar, and put a pin light spot on it, and the guitar got a standing ovation. It was really good. Willie did a great show, too. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, you got to catch Willie, like... I've seen him really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember my mom telling me see about about seeing him so drunk and high he couldn't play. You know, but he's... He does this thing where, you know, the band keeps the thing going straight, and then he, he does his voice all over the place, you know? Yeah. And sometimes he races the lyrics, and, and a lot of, like, some of Dylan's stuff, you're not sure what the song is, because it's, it's like... Yeah. And then the band catches up, and yeah, and every song sounded like that at one of the shows. But this was one was a great one. Good, yeah. And it and I know it is kind of a hit and miss thing with Willie Nelson, but I, I've always been Bob a fan. Dylan. Yeah, you know? you know, honestly, the first song that I could ever remember hearing was uh, Waylon and Willie doing uh, "Mama Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys." As as a as a child, that is the first song that I can remember. Uh, now, who rewrote that? Is that Mama Don't Let Your Cowboys Grow Up to Be Babies? <laughs> somebody, oh, somebody did that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna actually going to Google that uh, because that's that's great. Uh, and I, uh, your cowboys grow up to be babies. <laughs> um, it's probably a Mad Magazine. Tony, Tony Joe White. Tony Joe White. White. <laughs> yeah. I love Tony Joe White. Yeah. Released in 1980. Some poke salad. <laughs> poke salad, Annie. Uh, well, listen, I'm going to do this song called Lips, Hips, and Wits. And I'll tell you how this happened. I was, uh, I was standing in this club in Austin, Texas, yep. and there was this Mexican guy standing next to me. He looked like Satan. He had a red shirt on, a satanic beard, white cowboy hat, and he kept hitting me in the arm going, Amigo. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, 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 you know. And I talked to him a little bit, and I go, uh, where are you from, man? He goes, Hollywood. Yeah. I go, you're from Hollywood. I go, I'm from Detroit. You like cars? He goes, yeah. I go, what do you got? He goes, Cadillacs, two Cadillacs. I go, you're pretty cool, man. <laughs> you're from Hollywood, you got two Cadillacs. Yeah. And this this girl went walking by. I go, hey, amigo, yeah. girl's got a fine frame, don't she? He goes, she got lips, hips, and tits. Yeah. 
you know? I wrote that down on a cocktail napkin, went back to my hotel that night, and yeah. I said, no woman is going to buy a song called Lips, Hips, and Tits. Yeah. So I'm changing it to Lips, Hips, and Wits. Right. That's so, that, that That seems to be like it might, might uh, do you a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because everybody, who don't want a girl that's pretty and smart? That's a fact. You know? Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I honestly, I, I, I could not handle dating a woman that was a, an idiot. I, I couldn't. I want someone I can have a conversation with. Yep. Yeah. Because after a while, it's all you're going to be doing is having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm divorced. I'm kidding. That's not why. <laughs> hey. you, you want me to hit it? Yeah, hit it. All right. She had lips, hips, real sharp witch, and everything in between. She was the finest chicken fried country steak old Nick Pivot had ever seen. Yeah, you take her out to a honky tonk, she's gonna drink till she gets mean. Yeah, she flashed them wits, shake them hips, and love you till you scream. Yeah, she picked me up in a pickup truck. We headed into town. She took a couple of Xanax. Yeah, she said she was feeling down. She took a long, hot pull of tequila. Yeah, I slammed the shiner down. When she pulled that truck to the side of the road, that woman took me down. With her lips, hips, real sharp witch. She had everything in between. She goes to find Nick Pivot had ever seen. Yeah, you take her out to a honky tonk. She's gonna drink till she gets mean. Yeah, she flash them whips, shake them hips, and love you till you scream. Sharp witch had everything in between. She was the finest chicken fried country steak old Nick Pivot had ever seen. Yeah, you take her out to a home, she's gonna break she kiss me. Yeah, she flashed them wits, shake them hips, and love you till you scream. And wits. Well, hot damn. I like that. Oof. Right. Well, you know, I, I can do uh, sad, serious songs too. Yeah. I, I was at uh, 
Jenny's Little Longhorn Saloon one day, and I saw this guy sitting at the bar. Mm -hmm. Everybody was having fun, and they're playing chicken shit bingo and laughing. And he was just staring at his beer, yeah. and he just looked so sad. Yeah. I went, what's going on in that guy's head, you know? I don't know. So I went back to my room, and I was just thinking about that guy, and I, I wrote this song called Honky Tonk Crowd. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try it out on you. All right. Well, I tip my hat, cause I feel so proud. I fit right in with this honky-tonk crowd, where the girls are so fast and the music's so loud. I fit right in with this honky-tonk crowd. I had a drink in my hand just a minute ago. I thought in my head that I can't let go. There's a side of me only my woman would know. So I stay to the end, get a six-pack to go. Honky Tonk have a name too hard to find. Just look for the fool who's losing his mind. Pull up a chair, relax and unwind. While I calmly sit here and drink myself blind. Well, the singer is singing, entertaining the folks. There's people out back smoking cigarettes and dope. One more glass of wine and I think I can cope. Another Sunday alone, out any hope. Honky tonk heaven ain't too hard to find. Just look for the food, he's losing his mind. Pull up a chair, relax and unwind. While I calmly sit here and drink myself blind. Put the chairs on the tables, they've turned the lights out. If another day I can make, I'm beginning to doubt. You can see my sad soul from the inside out. Why this honky-tonk crowd? Honky-tonk heaven ain't too hard to find. Just look for the fool who's losing his mind. Pull up a chair, relax and unwind. Well, I call and sit here. While I call the sit here and drink myself blind. While I call the sit here and drink myself blind. Well, we've all been there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Probably we all have. Yeah. yeah. But that, that was a great thing about that bar because you could, at Chinny's in Austin, you, they have the chicken shit bingo, you know, where they put the chicken in the cage. Yeah. And if it shits on your number, you win 112 bucks. Right. But if you go out back, you can bring your drinks outside. Mm -hmm. They put speakers out there. Mm -hmm. And so everybody hangs out back and they're yeah. all smoking and drinking and having a ball outside, too, yeah. you know. Nice. Yeah. So what do you want to do next? Um, you gotta do a Merle Haggard song? Yeah! Oh, okay. Do, do whatever covers? you want. Okay. 
I'd like to hold my head up and be proud of who I am. But they won't let my secret go untold. I've paid the debt I owed them, but they're still not satisfied. Now I'm a branded man out in the cold. When they let me out of prison, you know I held my head up high. Determined I would rise above the shame. No matter where I travel, where the black mark follows me. Now I'm a branded man out in the cold. I like to hold my head up and be proud of who I am. But they won't let my secret go untold. The debt I owe But they're still not satisfied Now I'm a branded man Out in the cold Never clear my name of everybody knows I've been in jail. No matter where I'm living, I gotta tell them where I've been. Or they send me back to prison if I fail. I'd like to hold my head up and be proud of who I am. But they won't let my secret go untold. Big fan. I uh, I admit I teared up when he died. You know, he he was getting. A, I read an interview with him, and he was with a guy from Rolling Stone, and he was riding around his property in California in a golf cart, mm -hmm. and he would stop the cart once in a while and smoke weed yeah. out of his pipe, and he was bitching about the airplanes and helicopters flying yeah. over because they, where he lived, they're growing weed like crazy. Yeah. And the helicopters. Right, there. right, yeah. And he was so mad, you know. It's, but, you know, the, and he also, had, I think in his book, he said that when he wrote uh, Okie from Escoya, right around that time, yeah. that he was living on a houseboat in Sausalito, mm -hmm. California, and he estimated that he was naked for about a year and they just were drinking Doing mm -hmm. cocaine and having sex, right? For like a year, you know. It's just he was a wild one, you know. Right, you know, but he was he 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 had some class, uh, you know. I know he wasn't. Uh, when you get the, you know, I'm always surprised to find out about about current about um, when you come to outlaw country or roots music as far as political leanings. And these old guys, a lot of them lean a little bit to the right. But when he met the Barack Obama, 
the amount the, the 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 guy couldn't say enough nice things about him. He was so impressed, and you know that in itself is to me a classy. That's a classy guy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of you know, there's a lot of these old guy old timers that'll run their mouths, but you know. I, I gain a little bit more respect for Mel Haggard. You know, five and dimers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you got, well, you got like uh, Charlie Daniels who needs a tinfoil hat, you know. You know that guy gets it. You know, he, he, Charlie Daniels talks this whole conservative thing, and then you listen to his records, and he's he's riding around in a car smoking a big old joint. You go, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, are, are you or ain't you? Is you, right. is, or is you, is, ain't. Is, is you or is you ain't? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. In, in fact, he just sent a tweet. Yeah. To Taco Bell saying, the Illuminati is not a joke. <laughs> yeah, I saw they that. The I Bell saw that. The Illuminati. <laughs> now, do you know you can go on Amazon and, and, and for $15 buy a, a tinfoil hat? <laughs> no. You can. I, actually, I posted it on Facebook. Now, the if you look at the reviews, this is my favorite thing to do some of these weird things on Amazon is to look at the reviews, and one of them, somebody commented, it, it just this roll of aluminum foil, and says, ah, oh, I'm so upset, I had, it, it came unassembled. It's just a roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is that you, you, if, you, if, you, if you go on Amazon and search for tinfoil hat, the last I looked, there was only four of them left. So you got to get it quick. <laughs> you can really buy a tin. Yeah, it's fifteen hat. bucks. Yeah, tin, somebody somebody selling them on Amazon. You can buy a tank on Amazon. You know, really? Yeah. Um, Don't tell ISIS. <laughs> no, it, it's not that kind of tank. Uh, it is. Uh, they call it a party tank. Huh? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, it is a glorified golf cart. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, but Donk a Donk is the name of, of the company. Um, oh, yeah. Where is it? Amazon. Amazon. It's like a personal tank. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is. It is probably one of the the, the craziest things in like, the reviews of it. Um, let's see, I get the. If you can see, the ta- this is this is the the tank. <laughs> I, I, I'm having some technical difficulties with this website, but it's it's uh, it's basically um, an armored golf cart. <laughs> How much do they cost? Um, there it's currently unavailable, but I believe it was like uh, $20,000. No, chop change. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it's an armored golf cart. Oh, my God. All right. So, um, yeah, you want to play? Uh, we got time for a couple more? Yeah. You know, um, why don't I do Fuck You, I'm from Detroit? Hell, yeah. Why don't you? My hand is is it's okay. So I took some of leave, you know, yeah. so the, the 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 pain isn't there. So. You know, I get it. This but is, it's a great excuse if I hit any clams. You know why? I have a great excuse for making mistakes. This is why I don't I don't I don't perform it at all because of my hand. I I you know I it, it's psychological for me right at this point. I think that I'm going to fuck up, but I 
But whenever I play, I don't. But I keep I keep thinking, like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in front of people. I always fuck up. Yeah. I told that guy some, when, I, when I had uh, Skin and Bones together and, yeah. and even Cocktail Shake, when I had uh, Nick Pivot's Cocktail Shake, yeah. the rock band, I say, listen, man, your job is when I go off the road into the ditch, you kick the mud off the tires and get me going. You cover my ass. It's not if I'm going to make a mistake. It's when. Right. Because, you know, you sing and play. Sometimes you get so caught up in the words and what you're singing, all of a sudden you go, where am I? Yeah. What the heck? Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there was this, this local uh, kind of uh, rockabilly, psychabilly band, I'm not going to name them, that um, I heard some stories about, the, from, well, from the drummer. He was telling me about they were playing at Smalls one night, and they looked over, and the bass player's just staring off into space, and he's playing, hands not even hitting strings, <laughs> just, just, it's like, hey, hey, <laughs> strings. <laughs> well, my son, my youngest son, had to take either band or choir yeah. in school, and he chose band, but he didn't pick an instrument, so mm -hmm. the first thing they give you is this... I forget what it's called. It's like a rhythm horn. You just do like boom, 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 boom. And it's really stupid. And they give it to the kids who don't bother to make a choice. Is it like a cornet? Nope, nope. It's, it's, it sort of looks like a French horn, but it's a bass rhythm okay. instrument. I'm not sure what it was called. And I just said, no, no, that's stupid. That's, that's not a good instrument. So the neighbor said, well, our son plays trumpet, and he's pretty good. If you get him, a, get Rory a trumpet, uh, our son will help him. And he got that trumpet, and he really did not want to play it. And I went to the uh, recital mm -hmm. with his band, with his class, and he held the trumpet three inches from his mouth, and he never played it the entire evening during the recital. <laughs> he never played. <laughs> he later started playing guitar. Yeah. And he has spider fingers, like yeah. Johnny Winter fingers. And he's fast. He's so fast. And he does all that stuff that drives me nuts. The the speed metal. Oh, the tapping, yeah. Tapping and two-hand tapping. And I called him in the living room once when when he would come over every other yeah. weekend. And I said, Rory, come here and watch Jeff Beck. You got to watch this guy. I go, watch what he does with the volume knob and the whammy bar. Yeah. And he watches. He goes, can I go? I go, what do you think? He goes, it's okay. He's no Herman Lee. I go, I don't know what Herman Lee is. And he called this thing up on the computer. Herman Lee is a British Asian guy. Oh, yes. And I forget what band it, Dragon Force. Dra Dragon, yeah, which it, it, like honestly, it's a it's a that that stuff is 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 intense. I thought I was gonna have a stroke. Right. He was going so fast, then he grabbed the whammy bar and held the guitar up yeah. in the midair and then went back. And I just went. That's like Acrobatics, but yeah, I don't hear the song, you know. And right. then he had me take him to see Buckethead. Oh yeah. Oh God, it was so frightening. That it was so loud. I heard he's awful to work with. Buckethead. Is he? Yeah, because he he stays in character and he has to have all these weird conditions to record with, and it's just like he like he wants a chicken coop to hide in, and <laughs> and that's probably just for effect. I mean, really? I well, mean, yeah, I think he's it's a mind fuck to everybody he's working he's in with. A bunch yeah. of plays on everybody's records. I mean, he's a, he's a great Yeah, and he played with guy. Guns N' Roses for a while. Yeah, which we used to call it Gums and Noses. 
We knew the delivery system for those guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no kidding. It's like uh, Motley Crue, like mainlining Jack Daniels. Oh well, we went to this this Buckethead concert, and the crowd was just like the crowd at the Monster Jams. Oh yeah, it was a bunch of guys, no girlfriends, and chicken buckets on their head, and drunk, so drunk. I had to like just keep them away from my kid. Just like get away, you're gonna knock him down. Was Don't... this at the machine shop? No, <laughs> it was at the um, um, Majestic. Okay, because yeah, the, the machine shop gets that gets a really unique crowd of uh, was that new metal they call that, like corn yeah. and um, Slipknot. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, I'm not, not a fan <laughs> of any of that shit. If, if they can put a mask on, it's they'll play. They, they can play at the machine shop. I'm glad they love it. I'm yeah, glad they you know, it, it's time. just not my thing. But it yeah, ain't my thing either. But you know, God bless them if they right. if they bring people into the club and the club makes money. And everybody gets paid. Whoopee! Right. What down, else do you need? You know. Down south, you say bless their heart. <laughs> <laughs> bless a little old black up. Bless your bless little it, old heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> Why well, listen to you? <laughs> bless your little old. Well, bless your little old heart. <sighs> oh man, yeah. All right. Fuck All you right, from we're Detroit. Do yeah, we'll see if I get through this without messing it up. I I, I hope so. All I, right. I hate to mess things. I up. have faith in you. What? I you have faith, faith in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me a lottery ticket, would you? <laughs> well, I come from a place called the Motor City. I demand respect. I don't want your pity. You can laugh, cry, shit up and stand tall. I'll tell you, brother, I've done it all. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Yeah, here it's jeans and t-shirts every day. Man, well and nudie, they don't match our pay. We don't wear conchos on our pants. Just steel toe boots in the assembly plants. Fuck you. We're from Detroit. Fuck you. We're from Detroit. Got a bunch of burned out buildings and empty factories to explode. Well, it may not be what you want to hear. There's a certain way we do things here. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Well, I like Johnny and Merle and a whole bunch of others like the Motown sound from the old funk rooms. Jack Scott singing that rockabilly jive. Iggy and the Stooges and the MC5. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Got a bunch of burned out buildings and empty factories to exploit. Well, it may not be what you want to hear. Keep your damn champagne. I'll have a shot in a beer. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Well, I never rode a bull. I never wrestled a steer. I was raised on Chevys and Cold Strohs beer. If I had a horse, I'd just get bored. I got 500 made by Ford. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Got a bunch of burned out buildings and dead bodies to exploit. Well, it may not be what you want to hear, but there's some crazy shit going on around here. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Well, if you see me coming, you don't gotta run. I ain't got a knife. I ain't got a gun. We want you to join us here. So pull up a chair. We'll buy you a beer. Fuck you. We're from Detroit. 
Yeah, fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Got a bunch of burned out buildings and empty factories to explode. Well, it may not be what you want to hear. Keep your damn champagne. I'll have a shot in a beer. Fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Yeah, fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Yeah, fuck you. I'm from Detroit. Fuck us all. Right? <laughs> way, way, way better than any other Detroit song. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Detroit Rock City. That's it. That's, you know, a, that's our anthem right there. Fuck you. Well, somebody okay. told me once, you know, man, you should have said thank you, I'm from Detroit, and maybe it would get played on the radio. And I said, no. It's not going to get played on the radio anyway. I may as well sing it the way I wrote it. Right. You know? So at least I have an excuse for not playing it on the radio. <laughs> right. Well, I play it on here. I played it before on the show. Yay! Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I've, I've played worse. <laughs> there's these. This is a kind of bluegrass duo from Nashville called Bird Cloud. I don't know if you've heard of them. What are they called? Bird Cloud, and they're foul. <laughs> Get me. Oh. That's the first person that got that joke. I don't know how many times I made that joke. And the first person to get that joke. Uh, they they do they will get into character. Like I think the last time I saw them play, they wore diapers. Oh, oh boy! And uh, they came out with lipstick smeared, like they 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 just just too drunk, you know, hillbillies. They're actually really really smart and really funny. Because it's it's an act. And really talented. Really talented. They don't, but they don't break character. I, I talked to him a few a, a few times back. It was at, I think it was at the UFO factory where they would they broke character. They talked, you know, normal. But normally when they perform, they they they're they're pulling off this this you know crazy ass white trash you know hammered twenty four seven. But they did this one song, Saving Myself for Jesus. It's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> a filthy Jesus song. Oh, yeah. yeah that's you know, a special place in hell, wherever that's right. that is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll close the, so the, the, the show out with it, too. Uh, and, and when I was on the other station, because, you know, I've moved this show from you know, to new radio media from, I, I won't mention the station, the other station's name, just because I, you know. Well, I live in the past. Right. Exactly. It's a good way of looking at it. But I used to play it probably every week because I used to do the show just on Sunday nights. Now I do Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, hopefully it'll be Monday through Friday. One day. Uh, maybe when we get to the new building. And... It was it was one of those songs that everybody wanted to hear. It's like, yeah, play that Jesus song. <laughs> like, well, all right, you're gonna laugh and you're gonna sit in hell with me. <laughs> right. you know, I saw this guy last week. Yeah, you tell me if you ever heard of him. He was playing fiddle, mandolin, and guitar for Lily May in yeah. her band. Yeah, yeah. His name is Greg Gehring. I didn't know who he was. I, I told I got home and I told my girlfriend, I go, there's this guy in Lily's band. He's so talented and he's so skinny. He's this skinny I, and he's got a big head. <laughs> it 
would be he would be so perfect in like movies because people like that are big uh, good on yeah. screen have a big head and a little skinny body. Yeah. So I I would not be good on screen. <laughs> and then I looked him up and I went, "Fuck, this guy is so good." Turns out that he and uh, Kenny Vaughn, yeah, from Marty Stewart's band, yeah, yeah, Kenny Vaughn's amazing. Kind of brought Lower Broadway back. Yeah, single hand. Those two guys did it. Yeah. And and then I started listening to Greg Gehring's stuff. Yeah. And when he performs now in Nashville, he usually has Lily May on uh, violin and her sister Scarlett on mandolin. And uh, the guy's the real deal, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. he does these crazy kicks and stuff. It's just the real shit. And I, I wish he he would make a lot of money because yeah. he deserves it. You know, he's just such a talented guy. Oh, absolutely. It's nice when you find someone like that. He's like... Yeah, I didn't know about him, and then I felt ashamed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know exactly I what you're I saying. Know, I think I know alt country and the real yeah. shit. I didn't know him. You know, when he when Lily and those in the Rishis yeah. were playing at Layla's, yeah, he was at uh, Robert's Western World. Yes, he was playing there all the time. So I would just sit in Layla's and watch Lily May. <laughs> She's talented and uh, oh god, she's very very pretty and very and, and just and all that. talented. She's all she's that. she's in, in sweetheart. And you know, I swear to God, she remembered me. I saw her at uh, uh, Third Man. Yeah, she remembered me from Nashville. And I said, I don't know if you really remember me or if you're just a wonderful person and yeah. you're faking it. But right. you're very polite. And then when I I drove down to Lexington just to see her. Mm. And uh, she was very cordial, really, really wonderful. Good. When I left, she gave me a big hug, said safe travels, mm -hmm. you know. Great time, great time. Good. Well, we are just about out of time. Uh, I'm going to end up closing out the show with uh, some bird clouds, Save Myself for Jesus. Yeah. But uh, thank, you for, thank you for coming. Well, I want to thank you for letting me play. You're welcome. And uh, I didn't clam too much, you know. No. The old hand is going to leave, did a nice job in the hand. Yep. You know, when it wears off, I'll... Probably gonna hurt tomorrow. But, yeah, you know. but you know what? You had fun. Yeah, I had a ball, man. Good. I had a ball. Good. So I'll be here next week, and then the week after that, and then the week after that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> you have any shows coming up? Uh, you know what? I don't right now because of the surgery on my hand, yeah. but I also think there's a time to sing and talk, and there's a time to listen. Yeah. And I've been listening a lot. Yeah. And soaking stuff up and learning to play the dobro better than I do. Good. Okay. Uh, and I've been taking some lessons from this guy at Berkeley Music named Mike. His yeah. nickname is Smoke. Yeah. He's so good. And uh, he said, well, why do you want lessons? I go, well, I'd like to be good on the dobro instead yeah. of mediocre. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's a great teacher. Good. All right. Well, we have to go. Uh, thank you to Nick Pivot for being here. And I will be back here on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Good night. Night. Honey, I feel your bone. I'd rather sit here all alone. Oh, honey, I feel your bone. I'd rather sit here all alone. You tell me that you love me. Don't try and corrupt me. I'm saving myself for Jesus. Titty fuck me, tie me up, dry hump me, and slap me in the face. I'll even let you call me mommy. He 
died upon the cross. Let me get my point across. My hymen belongs to Jesus. Honey, I'll roll over, let you poke me in the back door. Oh, honey, I'll roll over, let you cram it in my back door. And I'll 